It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T, triple O-F-L-A-double-T. And today we have special guest Ben Mehech, former Locked On Wizards podcast host last season and Bullets Forever contributor. How you feeling today, man? Good. Thanks for having me back. And the video element is a, is a little, uh, it's a new new element, but I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk Wizards hoops. Been definitely, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. For, thank you for coming on. I uh, just want to make sure you guys make Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for these subs- for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals or the- or on those you want to keep. All right, so today um, we got some news on Rui. I'm not sure if you heard, but uh, he has been listed as questionable. For the New York Knicks game, so this is pretty big, na- pretty big news. He is going to travel with the team to New York if they have the game. Hopefully, we have some basketball uh, tomorrow night with all the things going on with the uh, with the virus. But um, what were, what's your thoughts on the Rui news, and uh, how do you see him fitting into into the rotation uh, when he does come back? Also, um, I, I'll ask you the same question with Thomas Bryant as well. Yeah, it's it's news, right? And any news with regards to Rui Hachimura. Is, is good news. I think this season we haven't seen him in a while. I think he's been in the facility the last few months. Um, he's been dealing with some personal issues. Um, hasn't played all season long. This is a critical. This is a critical. And you look back to the playoffs against the Philadelphia 76ers. A couple of breakout games. Time and call were really high. Season. He was supposed to be an integral piece. He was supposed to be and sort of just, uh, for whatever. He never really uh, spoke about. About why and, and, understand, and understand if it's personal. But, um, you know, now that he's traveling with the team, the fact that he's listed as questionable, that seems he's on his way back. And, and the Wizards need him. They're on a, uh, you know, struggling lately. They're just one game above 500 after starting 10 and three. Um, you know, they're they're a smaller team, bigger players. If that makes sense. You know, Davis Bertans, Kyle Kuzma. Neither of those players are off physical. Rui Hachimura is going to give them uh, a boost there and. One of their best defenders on the team as well. They need guys that can defend with size, guys that can switch. Um, we saw him defend the Giannis, uh, the Kumpen, and Kawhi of the world pretty well last year. Wizards don't have a player on, on their roster that, can, with all due respect to Denny Abdia, um, he, he's also a versatile defender, but a guy that you want guarding Giannis, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, those types of players, at least at this point, is Chris capable of doing that. So, um, you know, West Sun's. So Junior is all about defense. Rui's going to give him that. And, and I think offensively, he's going to help him out as well. He's spaced the floor. What's also Junior talk 
talked about him shooting the ball well in practice. That's going to help. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league this year. And if you can give them a boost, that's a plus. So, uh, you know, they need depth. Rui's going to give that. And I think at some point they're going to try and enter back into the starting lineup because this team is really, really high on Rui. They look at him and they see star potential. And, and, and you start sort of Japan and, and internationally. And I think they want to cultivate that in the States and has that potential. So it's an exciting time, I think, for the Wizards right now. Those are, like you mentioned, Tom is another critical piece. Um, you know, uh, Montrose Harrell has struggled lately. He's not a forester. The Wizards need shooting. Thomas Bryant is one of the best shooting bigs in the league. Uh, so they are both of them back with open arms. So uh, they, they need that right now. Like I said, one game above 500 after starting 10 and 3. Uh, all the reinforcements that they can get, they'll take. Yeah, definitely 100% with you. Uh, Rui, they could definitely use him, like you said, guarding Giannis and other guys, dunking on Anthony Davis. Uh, we could use his energy. He played really well down the stretch in the Sixers playoff game, and he was the number one option in Japan. So we're looking for a big year from him. Thomas Bryant could certainly help. You brought up the three-point percentage. Uh, we're bottom five in three-point percentage. We're bottom five in three-pointers attempted per game. Uh, and Thomas Bryant is one of the fives that can shoot. One, he's probably our only center. He, he is our only center that shoots threes. Uh, Gafford doesn't shoot threes. Marshall Harrell doesn't shoot threes. So Thomas Bryant is really going to help space the floor. I think that's going to help Denny as well because Denny is, you know, he's more of a point forward or a secondary ball handler. And that's just going to help, you know, our, our spacing on the floor. So I'm, I'm excited to see both of those guys come back. Um, Brewery um, is 31 games in now. So I'm, I'm just hoping that he can come back as soon as possible. And, uh, you know he's questionable. He will be suiting up. His, his, he will be suiting up and going through pregame warmups, but he most likely won't be playing. From what I heard, he's been doing one on one, but he hasn't done any five on five physical contact. So I don't expect him to really play tomorrow night or really any time next week. But we'll see. It's been an interesting um, thing going on. Rui. We just don't know exactly what's going on. But uh, what were your thoughts on the ten and three hot start, and what have you seen? Uh, that has gone wrong since, or what are some reasons why you think the Wizards have lost um, the majority of their games since that 10 and three start? Yeah. I mean, you look at those games, they won a lot of those games down the stretch by, you know, two points. Um, they were sort of eking those, those wins out and a win's a win. You know, West Onslow Jr. was saying that after, after those close wins, he was saying they, they came on the record. They were seven games above 500 and I understand that, but winning that sort of, way is unsustainable, right? You can't eke out two, three-point wins and expect that to continue throughout the duration of the season, um, especially when your offense is struggling. And, and we've seen this team um, really struggle defensively when they're not making shots. Couldn't be an issue, right? West Sunset Jr.'s calling card has been defense. He's been trying to pressure these guys into playing defense. Falling doesn't mean that you can't contribute defensively. And they're struggling with that. They're losing games, and you're not doing that you're not as hard to win basketball games. So I think that tempered at the beginning of the year, given the way they were winning, it's entirely unsustainable. Um, I thought the shooting would come around. Bradley Beal is coming around lately. Davis Bertans hasn't. Corey Kispert hasn't been shooting the ball well this year either. Spencer Dinwiddie has fallen off a cliff uh, after the beginning of this. It's really been a non-factor. I don't know if he's injured, playing through pain, whatever the case may be. Now, there was a report that the Wizards wanted him to sit out the first season. He obviously didn't. Um, he's struggling uh, mightily on both ends of the floor. So I think you're just seeing the toe. Uh, it's 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 going to right? Um, after such a hot start, it's coming back to earth, and, and that's what the Wizards are experiencing right now. But the thing is, they're, they're still a deep team. They're ball they have, uh, I, I think they have the pieces to do it. 
one of the deepest rosters in the NBA. Bradley Beal is coming around. I think if, if he keeps playing at this all NBA level, the Wizards are going to start to mellow out. They'll find a happy medium. They're probably a five team, right? And if they play like that throughout the duration of the year, they'll be a 42, 43, one team. And really, that's what the Wizards were expected to be, I think. And maybe even that's exceeding most expectations that, that they had at the beginning of the year. Because if you look back, they're really on the cusp of being a play in team. But I think they're probably be closer to that six, seven, eight seed once, you know, this ends. I think that's probably closer to the real Wizards than what we saw at the beginning of the season. Definitely, yeah. Um, I, I got a little too excited after the 10 and 3 start. I was saying that we could possibly win 50 wins, but you know, that was just some of my fandom there. Um, and they, they did look good. I mean, Montrose Harrell was top 10 on the MVP ladder. I mean, they were playing good ball, they were really good defensively, like you said. Uh, a lot of the close, a lot of the games were close. Uh, the Celtics game went to overtime, double overtime. The Pacers game went to double overtime. Uh, so they were able to squeak out some wins, and um, they haven't been able to do that lately. But it uh, looks like they could be getting on the right track if Bradley Bill Bradley Bill plays better. I do want to get to Spencer Dinwiddie later on because uh, he has fallen off a cliff. It, it's kind of just it's it's just interesting to see how much he's fallen off because he was a huge piece. He was our closer in that first. Uh, 10 to 13, 10 to 13 games. And now he's, you know, in the month of December, he's averaging like six points per game, which is just, uh, he's like 14% from the three. So, which is just awful. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to Spencer Dinwiddie in a moment. We'll talk about Denny uh, after a quick word from prize picks. This episode is brought to you by prize picks. You've been hearing me tell you about prize picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, now is the perfect time for a limited time. Prize picks has an exclusive no brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans only who use code NBA. Prize picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from, from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. You pick two to five players and, and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks also allows mixed board entries. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdraw- withdrawals. Go to prizepicks.com today or go to your App Store and download the app. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode is also brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch, you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch. So you can get the latest episodes all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More to power, more power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere for or for all phones or networks. See boostmobile.com for details. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So I do want to get to you quickly about Denny. I know a lot of 
our listeners from Israel will probably disagree with what you said earlier about um, Denny guarding Giannis and, um, you know, LeBron James, because, you know, he has, you know, thrown up the action, thrown up the clamps. He's, he's shown some potential there um, guarding Brandon Ingram and other guys down the stretch. I thought he did a solid job. He's really improved from last season. So uh, what's your thoughts on Denny's development this year? Um, what, what do you see as his ceiling and like a fair comparison to Denny obvious game? Um, and do you think he should be inserted, inserted into the starting lineup? Yeah, Denny has been a bright spot for this team all season long. At the beginning of the, I think he, you know, you, you mentioned the clamps thing, the the patented axe that he's been throwing up after guarding some of the league's elite. You mentioned Brandon Ingram; he's been showing flashes of being a legit defender. I think you know the Wizards fans get ahead of themselves a little bit. They talk about all defensive teams and whatnot. That's reserved for the guys we mentioned earlier. Years old, he'll get there. He can get there. He's shown potential to get there. He's six ten. He can switch, pick and rolls. He's aggressive. He's playing with confidence. Under Scott Brooks, he didn't. I don't think that's a crazy statement to say. This is a kid who was slotted in the corner under Scott Brooks's offense, and defensively, you can tell he struggled. Um, he struggled uh, guarding pick and rolls. He just looked like someone who was sure of himself. I think Wes Johnson Jr. has been spending a lot of time watching tape with him. He goes over scouting reports heavily with him. And I think that's grown his confidence, working out with Kyle Kuzma all the time. I think he's around players who are consistent role players and can play legit roles on all good players and that'll make you a better player so i think he's been uh us for the wizards this year uh, whatever happens with bradley beal whatever happens with the team's future they know that if danny sticks or they keep developing him he's going to turn into a really really good nba player the sky's the limit for him a lot of um, polishing to do offensively he's shown a faster stroke from me which i think is a good sign he when he came in from Israel, he had a sort of slower shot, but he's shown that he can shoot it a bit now. And that's huge for a young player. So, Danny, I think we um, he, he's, it's going to take some to develop, but he is, I think, one of those fans can look forward to watching over the years to come and, and someone that, that could be a catalyst to a future basketball, right? Someone, a, 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 probably a, not the best compared at this point in their careers, but Draymond Green gets after it defensively. He gives him energy. Um, he can. He can. He's he's a very very good uh, distributor for a player his size. Is a court awareness on this trajectory. You can see him play that type of role. Just a glue guy. Okay? Maybe never an All Star. Maybe not an All NBA guy. But a player like an Andre Iguodala, a Draymond Green, uh, a guy that you know that you can slot in, play thirty minutes, and know what you're going to get from him, no matter whether the shot is falling or not. So that's easy for the Wizards to have going forward, and I think an exciting uh, developmental story for the Wizards. And this is a team that's notoriously failed at developing players. And the fact that it's turning around with a player like Denny Avia, who's relatively very young, um, is, is a very good sign, I think, for the future. Definitely, yeah. He's playing, he's playing good ball. He was huge in that Jazz win, uh, throwing out the clamps, playing good defense, and he is developing. Like you brought up, um, the players developing, you know, we looked at we look at Troy Brown, um, he didn't know his role. And Denny, he's not just sitting in a corner anymore. So we love it. He's getting the chance to rebound the ball, bring the ball up, and be a point forward, be a secondary ball handler. Um, and that's, you know, a big reason why West Sunset Jr. got the coaching job as for the coaches to watch him, which he said he was going to be able to uh, do his best to develop uh, Denny Avia. So, um, but, yeah, let's let's transition to Spencer Dinwiddie here, here and Bradley Bill. Um, what's your thoughts on their chemistry so far? And um, – how do you see the Wizards getting Dinwiddie to, to kind of be more aggressive and improve? And do you think the Wizards have who, – who do you see as the Wizards' 
uh, second scoring option on offense right now because it was supposed to be Spencer Dinwiddie, but he hasn't really been that. Yeah, this was like a totally unexpected development, right? After Spencer started the season so well, um, coming off an ACL injury, uh, prior to the beginning of the season, he spoke about wanting to play for the net. So the trajectory in terms of his injury recovery was very good, and he looked aggressive. He was attacking the basket, like you said. He was at the beginning of the season, and that. And once the Wizards started struggling, you can just tell he started becoming more timid. Uh, I don't know if it's just the injury accruing, if his knee's bothering some more. I don't want to speculate on that. He has played with less aggression. His fit with Bradley Beal has been somewhat awkward. He's not shooting hard in, in, in the world. from deep, which means that you're going to have spatial issues with a player like Bradley Beal this year. I think he's had his worst field goal or three-point percentages. And so the fit is questionable. Um, I think they're they're very similar in the sense that they need the ball to score. Uh, neither of them are great off the ball, given that they both struggled. The thing is, Spencer's a really good player. That's just I think look at the elements of a good player. Someone who with his basketball IQ, um, he's gonna struggles. Right? He he's had a borderline All Star season. His last all his last healthy season, he averaged twenty points and six assists. He did it on a on a. Free Fairly efficient basis. He did it for a Nets team that helped uh, reestablish their identity with his play. Players are looking for that, that type of player. He struck offensively. I think West Elmer is trying to figure out whether to play him on the bench some more, some more time, what the ball, um, his connection with Daniel Gafford has sort of fallen off. I think what you're seeing right now is a player struggling to find chemistry with brand new teammates. You know, over, over, over at the beginning of the season, they were firing on all cylinders, they were winning games. Like you said, they started 10 and 3. Once you start falling back down to earth, you're going to see some of those chemistry issues arise. It's a brand new team, point guard. You got to remember, Bradley Beal played with Russell Westbrook and John Wall before this, two of the history. And now you're playing with Spencer Dinwiddie, who likes to slow the pace down, which which has been somewhat of a problem. The Wizards are, what, 29th in fast break points this year. It's a completely different shift than what we with the Washington Wizards, right? They have athletic players. And I think it's Spencer just has to get comfortable with Brad. They got to figure out how to play hench and spurts, stop his minutes, whatever the case may be. But the good news is for Wizards fans, Spencer is a really good player. He's really talented. There's a reason why he was trying to pitch him the idea of playing alongside himself in D.C. They're dynamic backcourt. They have the potential to be a very good back. Both uber talented. I think it'll work. It'll take some time. Um, whether it's overcoming this injury, finding chemistry, whatever the case may be, um, it's not a problem that can't be. overcome i think it's just going to take some time but you got to trust in the guy i think sells me too you watch play this is a guy who clearly knows how to play the game he's very smart you listen to him speak he thinks at a very high level um he's a very interesting guy i think that helps the washington wizards too gets along well with his teammates it's not like he's butting heads with bradley beal on the court or anything like that so you just got to be more patient again wizards fans started the season really hot fall back down to earth players are going to struggle peaks and valleys happen i understand spencer struggling mightily we said the turn falling off a cliff. I mean, he's gone scoreless in games. That's obviously unacceptable for a player of his caliber, but that just shows you the, the extent of the struggles. In fact, that he can overcome it. He will overcome it. He showed a very high level at the beginning of the season, right? He was the top three player on the roster at the beginning of the season. So he's capable of doing it. He's shown throughout the course of his career that he's capable of, uh, you know, pitfalls. Detroit Pistons sort of in and out the NBA 
and now he's a starter. And I think he's going to show that he can play at that. We've got to be patient, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, if the knee isn't right, then, you know, I'm, I'm fine with him resting. You know, I don't, I don't want him to push it. Uh, we see how talented he is and uh, how much he can get to the basket. You saw with Brooklyn in 2020. Uh, and he tore his ACL. I think I want to say it's been less than a year since he tore his ACL. So it's hard to recover from that. And uh, he's a great player. Um, Tommy Shepard did a lot to get him here. He pulled the five-team trade. And, uh, you know, three years, $62 million, a good amount of money. He's supposed to be our starting point guard. So I do believe that he'll, he'll be able to pick it up. And um, I, I definitely trust in him for that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to be patient on, on Spencer Dinn with, with that. But um, uh, next, I wanted to uh, get to your thoughts on uh, some of the offense. And there was an article that came out talking about the offense and what some of the players have said. Uh, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It can save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So there was an article by The Athletic um, talking about players not being happy about their offensive role. What, what have you thought about um, West Unsell Jr.'s offense so far? Um, there was a comment saying that Tre- from Montrez Harrell saying that you have to throw a squirrel and nut. Talking about, you know, getting touches in the post. And, um, you know, we've seen other players. Um, like Spencer Dinwiddie talked about the offense. KCP has had comments about the offense. Um, it, it has been a struggle. Like you said, the pace, fast break points, we're not getting a lot of those. Um, we have struggled offensively. So what, what have you thought about those comments in the Wizards' offense so far? Yeah, I, I was pretty bothered by that article. And you you watch the team play this this season. We we spoke about it earlier. The team just isn't making open shots. Twenty percent on open three point shots. Spencer Dinwiddie struggling, you know, head open shots. Davis Bertans, the eighty million dollar Latvian laser, shooting twenty something percent per. Uh, proclaimed the best shooter in the draft class, shooting twenty something percent from threes. I mean, I understand right, you're going to get right. frustrated. You go to the media. Joshua Robbins wrote that terrific article. Ever gotta make open shots. The offense is gonna stink if you're missing. It's gonna deflate the team. You're not gonna play defense. You get disgruntled. It happens. You can't complain about offense if you're missing open shot after. See the guys who are getting paid to make shots, right? There's players on the roster who don't. Montrez Harrell. Those guys get paid to score inside, protect. That's fine. Those Bertans though, 
you know, Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie. Can't complain about the offense if you're missing open shots. This is the way it is. What's Wes Sunset supposed to do? Put on a jersey and make shots for him? This is not how basketball works. He's a coach. There's only so much you can do. So I was definitely bothered by that article, but it is what it is. I think at some point uh, it's going to bust through. Bertans is too good of a shooter to be making 25, 29% of his threes. Corey Kispert is too good of a shooter. Bradley Beal is too good of a shooter. It's going to happen. In the meantime, you got to play defense. You can't just depend on your offense. This isn't a Scott Brooks anymore, with all due respect. This isn't a team that's just going to on Bradley Beal scoring 40, 50 points to win games. Got to play defense. That's what Sunsell Jr. system. Is it too complicated? I don't know. It doesn't appear to be. They're getting open shots. They're just missing them. So it's working. Goal is to get open shots. You just got to make them. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, players are complaining about the about it being too complicated. I do feel like they should try to push the pace more. It looks like when Neto was out there, they're trying to push the pace there on holiday. The Jazz game was a lot better. It was night and day with that. And, yeah, a lot of guys just have missed open shots. We're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the, in the game. And Kisper hasn't really shot – to what we have expected, and Davies Bertans has definitely uh, been, you know, somewhat of a disappointment so far. He hasn't shot well from the three-point line at all. The Latvian laser getting paid five years uh, for five years, eighty million dollars. So he's been a huge disappointment. Bradley Bill too. I mean, we're not going to let these guys off the hook. He's shooting about twenty percent from the three-point line. He's shooting a career low from the three-point line. He's turning the ball over at a high rate in the clutch as well. He's been bad. He's been, you know, um, up and down in the clutch, dribbling the ball off his feet and his legs. So. Um, a lot of us on the players, too. They just got to step up and play better and hit open shots, like you said. Um, before I let you go, um, what trades do you see the Wizards making, if any? Um, is there any players that you can see the Wizards trying to trade for? Who would you target? Or what, what positions do you think the Wizards should try to target uh, to help the team out? Yeah, I mean, we know Tommy Shepard is one of the most active general managers in the league. to try and do something. You mentioned pace. This team has been bad. I think it's jarring to go from Joshua Westbrook to very slow pace. I mean, there's times where I watch them play and I'm worried that they're not going to cross the half court line in eight seconds. They got to get into their, um, I, I think it wouldn't shock me, honestly, if they trade for a guy like Ish Smith. I think they want a player that's going to push the pace at all yeah. times off misses. That's going to push it. They've struggled with that, right? Off misses, they get it to Spencer and he really sort of dribbles the ball up the floor, gets into their set, and, and it takes forever. But that's not how the game is played nowadays. You've got to get into your sets quick. you got to push the tempo. you got to get to the line. And they need players that can do that. If those guys, I think they'll probably look to maybe poke around, see if he's available, hasn't played a year. He obviously has a connection with the roster, has a connection with Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned their lack of pace. I think they're 29th in fast break points this year. I think they miss a He's a player that pushes the pace off, makes and misses. He's a quick guard. I mentioned earlier how jarring has uh, how jarring it's been from all Russell Westbrook to a player like Spencer Dinwiddie. Pace hasn't gotten to the basket much, has free throw line. So they need a quick athletic guard into their, into their sets early that's going to push the tempo, get easy baskets. Right? You mentioned the fact they're not making open shots, break points where you're not going to get contested shots and get to the free throw line get to the basket you have i mean aaron holiday has shown a potential to do it you mentioned how netto he's well but i think they could use some some help there it wouldn't shock me if they call charlotte poke around see if Ish smith is available and and bradley beal i think it's carl he can call mark ballestine tomorrow and say you know what to go we're one game above 500 um i have to do this He's, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Losing a player like insane to get nothing in return for him would be GM 
practice. And Tommy has shown to he would never let that happen. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't. I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, but that's something in the wide line that's constantly developed in D.C. Uh, Jeremy Grant's name has always been in the trade rumors. And he obviously has personal connections to it. Um, I know the Wizards love him, too. Um, here right now, it depends on the trajectory. They're, they're still hovering above 500, and they, and they think Jeremy Grant can get him over that hump to really compete again. That's a player that can see the Wizards targeting. And it would take trader that they really like trading a player like Rui Hachimura or Denny Abdi. I don't know if that's what the Wizards would want to do, but if it could convince a player, if it could convince Tommy Shepard that, hey, we're maybe a piece or two away from actually contending, then that's a trade that they can make. But this is a team that's shown that they're capable of quirky things around the edges that end up making differences, right? Nobody expected Daniel Gafford to be the rim protector in the NBA this year. We've seen Tommy Shepard make these sort of marginal moves, and they, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up getting some random guy who ends up contributing. Tommy Shepard finds gems in the rough all the time. That's something to watch for. But Ish Smith, I think, is the name that if I had to pick, would definitely call on to see if he's available. Yeah, Ish would be fun. Uh, it would be fun to have an Ish, Ish reunion in D.C. I know he's barely getting playing time with the Hornets right now. Um, of course, some of the Pacers guys, DeMontis Bonus, Miles Turner, That's how, that's those are some guys to look out for. Jeremy Grant was rumored last season. Um, you know, I would think about possibly Buddy Hill because he can shoot the ball. Uh, I know the, the Kings are shopping him around, so that's somebody to think about too. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be intriguing. And it's interesting you brought up Bradley Bill too. We've seen on social media Wizards fans getting getting on Bradley Bill this year for you know some of the uh, up and down play from him and the shooting percentages. And then he had the interview with Chris Haynes talking about he needs to be selfish. Um, so it, it's been a lot with, with Bradley Bill so far. So I mean, if things don't go well before the trade deadline, then Tommy Shepard may have to think about uh, making that move because you know it would be malpractice if he doesn't get some value for Bradley Bill. And then he does have the uh, max contract coming up uh, in the offseason, you know, five years, $235 million. So it's a lot of big decisions for Tommy Shepard. So um, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see uh, what he does. Before I let you go, uh, what's your keys to victory against the Knicks on Thursday if they do play that game? Uh, what's some keys to victory in a, in a bold prediction you have for the Knicks game tomorrow night? Yeah, just have bodies out there, right? I mean, half the NBA's in COVID protocols. Rose is out. Kemba Walker's a starter again, even though he was banned. Thibodeau just didn't think he could hoop anymore. Rather than could be. I mean, we don't know what the Knicks roster is going to look like. New Orleans Noel is out now. Um, so really, just have bodies uh, play competitive basketball. That's what Wes Sunsell Jr. is telling the team. Right? Got to compete. You can't really do much X's and O's here in the team. I know a team like the Knicks, they're hurt. Uh, they're banged up. They have dudes in, in cold. It's easy to just let down and, and, and the game that you're supposed to win. The Wizards can't afford to do that anymore. They've dug them some some comfort level at the beginning of the scene. They gave themselves some cushion, but that cushion's gone. You got to beat teams you're supposed to beat. Knicks are one of those teams. They've struggled all season long. You let a guy like Julius Randle get cooking early. Uh, let a guy like Kemba cooking early, and, and you can see yourself down 10, 20 points as the Wizards have become accustomed to putting themselves in that situation early. So it's on them to really put put competitive basketball um, at MSG right right away, right? It's got to be right off the tip. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself down double digits early, and then you're crawling back and hoping for a moral victory. So 
is have guys out there. Keep your fingers crossed, stay healthy, and and play competitive basketball and that like the Knicks. Definitely, yeah. Just want to thank you guys for listening. Make uh, now make your second listen. Locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets, hosted hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Uh, and Ben, before you leave, is there anything that you wanted to plug? Yeah, check out Bolts Forever. We're always some, some awesome Wizards contact. Kevin Broom is always putting out statistical analysis. It's um, always in-depth stuff. Ed, I appreciate you for having me on Lockdown Wizards fans. Enjoy the season. Temper expectations. Be realistic. And, and just have fun with it. It's a weird season. <laughs> Lean into the discomfort, and I think it'll be good. Definitely. Yeah. Appreciate you. And uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening. And make sure you guys subscribe to Lockdown Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell. You guys have a good one. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.